Chuck Yates is a self-proclaimed towering giant of the energy business. After graduating magnum cum laude, laude daude, we like to party from Rice University with a BA in political science. We interrupt your regularly scheduled podcast to bring you this breaking news story. This segment is brought to you by Kareem's Creams, ointments and topicals for those who are serious about rash relief. This is Dante Frackenbush, and we have shocking and disturbing news that has us all at a loss for words. We go to Chuck Yates on scene in Khartoum, Sudan. Chuck, can you tell us what's going on there right now? Thanks, Dante. Yeah, the scene here is chaotic, to put it lightly. We receive word that John W.B. Rich, wealthy, has been issued a suspension from Twitter for targeted harassment. The tweets in question were a series of replies to several POTUS tweets. Who knew Joe Biden didn't want to sleep with Melania? World leaders have reacted with shock and dismay upon learning the news. He achieved more than could be expected of any man. And today he's gone home. And we've lost one of the most influential, courageous, and profoundly good human beings that any of us will share time with on this earth. Tonight, one of the brightest lights of our world has gone out. A man who suffered so much for freedom and justice. And a man who, through his dignity and through his triumph, inspired millions. He was last seen wearing a Yale blue sweater that said, I hate the poor. Although when reached for comment, his unpaid analyst wasn't so sure. Um, I don't know the kind of work you are giving me this evening. You will never wear a sweater like that. He hit your blue. Chuck, Chuck, one moment. I have to interrupt from here at the Cyanide Situation Desk. This is Dante Frackenbush. Ladies and gentlemen, I have to interrupt. We have just received final confirmation that John W.B. Rich has been suspended from the Twitter platform. Again, we are receiving multiple confirmations from multiple sources that John W.B. Rich has been suspended from Twitter. This is conclusive word, and the world is responding. Tantrums in Texas. Mr. Dorsey, who the hell elected you and put you in charge of what the media are allowed to report and what the American people are allowed to hear? And why do you persist in behaving as a democratic super PAC, silencing views to the contrary of your political beliefs? Morning in Paris. Passion at the Wailing Wall. The Pope himself now leading mass at the Vatican, a candlelight vigil, thousands in attendance, we are told. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus tecum. A voice has been silenced. Amidst the chaos that Chuck Yates Needs a Job podcast was able to bring you this exclusive interview with Mr. Rich Wealthy himself. But first, a word from our sponsor. Itchy bums or itchy feet, rashes sprawled across your meat. No more itchy disappointment, creams, creams, oink. For those who are serious about rash relief. Before this interview, let's take a look at John W.B. Rich and what led him to this point. 
What led him to this point is brought to you by Kareem's Creams, ointments and topicals for when you're serious about rash relief, just like John W.B. Rich. Thanks, Dante. I understand he was born to wealthy textile merchant John W.B. Rich III. After graduating from Yale, he headed to Silicon Valley where he amassed an even greater fortune as a technology executive. We have reached Mr. Rich at his new home in Sedan. So tell us what actually happened. What did you do? As I understand, you were going after our president. In a way, I was, um, I, you know, it's, Twitter doesn't give you a bunch of info. They kind of sent me a vague email, but it seemed like they were upset because in the replies to Trump's tweets, I actually, well, there was a, a reply to a Giuliani tweet, and I said that Joe Biden should sleep with Melania in order to teach uh, Donald Trump a lesson. And so that was considered, that, I guess that was a little too far for them. I also said something, it's interesting, they, they don't give you the full context, they kind of show you just the tweet. So there's this other one where I said something like, um, they, should, they should start a riot. And I think I was referring to um, how investment bankers should start a riot because only the poors are getting their $1,200 checks and wealthy people aren't getting free money from the government. Um, so yeah, I, I think those things, Twitter didn't like it. Also, I'm, I'm currently short uh, 20 million shares of Twitter. So I think they're upset at me for that as well. In terms of Melania sleeping with Joe Biden, did you have a recommended position? So my analysts were working on that, but then of course I had to I had to flee the country, so I haven't gotten in contact with them. Um, I have seen, you know, a few of them have emailed me asking like, oh, are you okay? Where are you? Where are our paychecks? I haven't gotten paid in three months. But anyway, um, I think they're working on it. I just haven't gotten around to responding to any emails from my, my analysts. So, and, you know, they're working on that. Um, we have to evaluate. We're trying to get Biden on the line, too, to see if he's able to even you know, if he's fit for office, so to speak. So we're trying to we're trying to figure that out. And I'll I'll definitely keep people updated. I'm sure Bloomberg is gonna have me on once I figure this all out so I can present a solid plan for Joe Biden. Now, should Joe Biden also sleep with Joe Jorgensen or any of the other presidential candidates this term? Or just Melania? He's gonna have some trouble just with Melania. He might not be able to handle any more than that. So I think we just stick with that for now. Do you have a message for your adoring fans? As you know, there have been numerous protests here in the United States on Twitter about the suspension of your account. What do you, what do you say to your supporters? Yeah, you know, I would say, um, number one, um, I would say, you know, send me some money. Um, I'm, I'm going to need the help. I'm only, I'm down to my last, uh, I'm, you know, I'm ashamed to say it, but I'm down to my last 10 billion right now. So if people could send some money, number one, that'd be great. Uh, number two, please uh, keep making fun of Elon Musk and, and the Twitter, uh, or the, the Tesla fanboys. Um, just because we need that. The world needs that right now. Uh, number three, keep shorting Twitter until they give me my account back. Um, you know, number four, um, 
I would just say um, it, it's not asking much, but just go to the Twitter headquarters and protest. You know, uh, protest that I'm that my account is suspended and, and protest that they should reinstate me. So even if you're in Florida, please, it's a small thing to ask, but just get get yourself to San Francisco um, to their office and and let them know. You know, they're all working from home, so it might not make a difference, but because I think their office is empty right now, but it would just mean a lot to me if people did that. So as you think through being in Sudan, coming through, hiding from Twitter, being out on the lam, potentially disguised as Jose W.B. De Niro, is it all worth it? You know, it's that's a good question. It's been nice to get away from my wife. Um, I will say that. She, you know, two weeks ago she had left me, but she decided to come back because, you know, she didn't want to live in a hotel. She wanted to live in our mansion, which is kind of annoying. So it's been nice to get away from her um, for a bit. Though, you know, I, I do miss the United States, I think. Um, I, I miss a lot of things like, you know, Taco Bell, McDonald's, Pizza Hut. Um, I, I miss all of those places, Del Taco. Um, KFC. So I I am kind of sad I'm out of the United States. Hey, I guess that's the only thing I miss. Not my kids really. They just lost me a lot of money over the last couple weeks uh, trading stocks. I am fine, kind of getting a little break from them. You know, it's it's a little easier to harass people on Twitter. Also, when you're on the same time zone, it's it's been tough for me because I have to if I want to harass people on Twitter in the evening hours. U.S. time. I need to be up at like 2 a.m. here to do that. So it's just been kind of taxing. I, I'd way rather stick to my normal routine of when I was in the States. You know, I'd wake up at 11 a.m. or so, um, check my stocks, um, head over to Wendy's, get drunk, and then come back and harass people on Twitter. So that was much easier. But now I, doing it at 2 a.m. is not, it's not quite ideal. Now that you're in Sudan, and your doctor is in Hackensack, New Jersey. Were you able to find someone to drive you to your doctor's appointment today? No, actually, I wasn't. I mean, I don't, I don't quite get that. It was just a small little errand, and I, my Twitter followers, I'm back up to about to a little over five thousand now, and just none of them were able to, to take just a few minutes out of their day to give me a ride. Um, I tried, uh, I tried calling an Uber. Um, Whatever that means, it didn't quite work. I don't think we have any here. They had no Uber copters available, or I, Uber choppers, I forget what they call it, but they didn't have those available either. So um, my doctor, he's still in New Jersey. I am considering just having someone kidnap him and bring him to me. Um, and that, that's probably just the easiest. I should have just done that uh, from the beginning. And as you know, I, I have a lot of health issues, so I'm not really sure why. Um, but the Wendy's here is, is pretty good. It's, it's helping me kind of cope with all of that. Your 12-year-old grandson, how is he doing in rehab? Oh, um, you know, well, we, we said that we sent him to rehab. Um, but, you know, I actually just, this is in Daytona Beach. I just left him at the Dave & Buster's, and I figured that would that would help heal him. I actually, shoot, that reminds me, I was supposed to pick him up the next day, but 
it's been about a month and with all the craziness I'll, I'll have to get him probably in January I'll swing by so you'll have to you'll have to follow up with me on that one so he's at the, the Dave and Buster's in Daytona and he's been there for about two months or so um, so hopefully he's doing well who knows you say you miss America and I think America clearly misses you when you come back where do you plan on setting up shop yeah well, that's a good question. I think, you know, I'll I'll probably put some feelers out there on Twitter and and see if any of my followers will just let me stay in their in their house for three or four months. Nothing crazy, but see, I'll I'll ask my followers, you know, who has a nice place. I'll I'll screen it to make sure it's at least a luxury apartment, if not a six thousand square foot house. Um, you know, and I don't want to stay anywhere gross, of course. So if any of my wealthy followers um, let me do that. I'll, I'll definitely just stay with them. Um, you know, I'm, I'm flexible. I can either just take their room, um, if they have the master bedroom or I can sleep at their feet or I don't really care. So, um, yeah, I'll, I'll probably do that for a bit while I get, um, settled. Um, and then the other, you know, after that, I, I want to have a prestigious location for my office. I want clients to be able to visit me, to be impressed by where they are. Um, by my offices, I'm thinking maybe setting up like in Gary, Indiana. Um, that's a great, great spot for my wealth management business, perhaps. Um, you know, I was thinking maybe I could even do south side, south side of Chicago. Um, you know, there's just so many options. So as you're looking out across the investing uh, horizon and opportunity set, you hear Warren Buffett talk about being outside of Wall Street and being in Nebraska and being able to see, have a fresh perspective. Has moving to the Sudan done anything to change your investment philosophy by giving you a new perspective? Yeah, I think it has. I mean, Warren Buffett, I think usually, uh, he hasn't really been right about anything in 20 years, I, I take whatever he says with a little bit of a grain of salt, but I, I do think that's right. Um, I, you know, I, in my prime, I spent three straight years in my 100th story penthouse and I never actually, I didn't leave. And I was in Manhattan and I, I never left. So, and I, I could see that it, it kind of became a bubble where I wasn't exposed to any pores or I just, uh, I didn't see how the average person was living, right? So I think this has been good. I'm actually planning on launching um, a Sudanese ETF. And we're thinking we're going to go with um, 25x leverage on that. So it should be just an ETF you can just buy on your brokerage account, but it's going to have about 25x leverage. Uh, just because I, I really think the economy is going to boom here. Um, so I hope you'll consider adding some of those to your portfolio. I think Warren Buffett will probably um they'll probably purchase some uh, of that etf as well um now besides that um i i do miss the united states a little bit um there's a, a couple people i miss i miss over there um mostly you know dave thomas of course the founder of wendy's i miss him um so i i hope to be back in the united states sometime soon if you, what is 
the currency and what is the stock market of Sudan? And are you able to have the same sort of information flow and sources that you clearly had given your stunning track record of investing in the United States? Right. Well, yeah, they, <clears throat> so I actually learned this lesson the hard way. They don't have much of a stock market here. I, I thought they did for the first couple of days and I actually found this courier, uh, an errand boy to, to run back and forth from the exchange. Um, and he would run back and forth several day, several times a day and give me information, tell me about what stocks were doing what. Um, and I actually, that went on a few days and I, I ended up realizing it was a total scam. He was just taking my money, uh, making up fake info. And then he convinced me that, you know, oh, he convinced me that I should just give him the money to do a trade. So I gave him a few thousand dollars to go do a trade and I never saw him again. So I learned that lesson the hard way. Um, there's not really a stock exchange here. Um, as far as currency, um, you know, I, I have, um, as you know, I have my own cryptocurrency now, so I've just been paying people with that. They, they don't seem to mind, especially if I, um, grab whatever I'm getting and just run away pretty quickly and leave them a, a little business card that explains how they can redeem their, uh, cryptocurrency. So I'm, I'm, I'm not totally sure on, on what the actual currency is here. Um. I am kind of disappointed there's no stock market. I am thinking of, of maybe starting one here. Um, I, I think it would be good for people. I think it'd be good for me, especially if I had the stock market, if I owned it, um, you know, I could, of course, rig it. Um, it'd be much easier to rig a new stock market in a developing country than, than it would be to rig the, the New York Stock Exchange, which I've, which I've tried to do and succeeded to some extent over the last few years. Now, have you talked to the Secretary of the Treasury, and how does he feel knowing that possibly Donald Trump has lost the election to Joe Biden? Oh, Steve Mnuchin? Yes. Yeah. Um, I mean, him and I are, are really good friends, of course. Um, as you can tell, like we, we share a lot of the same philosophies, so... I think he's really upset about it, and I think you know. Last I heard, he was he was helping helping Jerome Powell uh, just print as much money as possible. That's kind of how they, you know, when I'm sad, I basically have one of every item from the Wendy's menu, and I drink a gallon of whiskey. But when these guys are sad, they basically just print money. Um, now, being a Sudanese, now the war in Darfur. What are you doing to help heal South and North Sudan? Yeah, that's a that's a good question. So actually, North Sudan, I they have about seven or eight Wendy's locations, which I like. You know, as I said, South Sudan only has one, um, which isn't ideal because I can't really, you know, I, I need to be within two miles of a Wendy's at all times. Uh, so it's been tough to move around here. So I am thinking of going back to North Sudan. Um, I was thinking, you know, maybe I would, um, I, I might go give out some Wendy's coupons, right? I might, um, I think that would really, really help people. I have tried going to some of like the local markets and giving out stock tips. Um, and so I think people have really appreciated that. I probably will go to some shelters and some camps and, and try to just give people some investing advice. Um, I'll probably tell them about how much I made on, on Tesla this this year, 
And I think that will really inspire them to to improve their own situation. And, and I think it will inspire the entire country, to be quite honest. What do you think the market's going to be like for Apple and the iPhone penetration within the Sudanese market? You know, that's a good question. I, I haven't actually, I haven't talked to anyone here in Sudan. I, I kind of just kept to myself. Um, you know, I personally, I have bought a lot of, of iPhones already in Sudan just because I don't have a charger. So I kind of have to, once my phone gets to zero, I just throw it out and get a new one. Um, so I think I've contributed to the Apple sales numbers here quite a bit. I've, I've gone through 20 phones so far this week. What does the future for AOL look like there? That's a, that's a good question. I mean, yeah, as you know, AOL is probably the most cutting edge um, internet company out there. So I think, and as the chairman, you know, I'm I'm responsible for the strategic development. So I think we're going to bring our dial-up internet broadband service out here uh, to the people of Sudan. Um, I think they're going to be really pleased. Um, you know, as you know, we're we're just growing like crazy in the US. We're adding uh, we're adding three or four new customers every month, which is pretty huge. You know, three or four grandmas are usually <clears throat> mistakenly buying AOL instead of Comcast or AT&T internet. So that's been good. I think we can kind of trick some people over here to getting AOL um, so that they can connect with, you know, a, a, usually upload speeds or sorry, download speeds are about, um, you know, we can do half a megabit per second. So I think they're going to be super pleased with that. Um, if you want to, later tonight, if you actually want to go on some of the message boards and, and kind of pump this news to everyone, that would actually help me a lot. I've been having trouble doing that just with my internet situation out here. But um, if you could just let everyone know, we'll probably add 10 million customers next month in Sudan. That would be good. Tell me, tell me about Nicola. Well, they met they met analysts' expectations of zero dollars of revenue. So that was good. Um, Are there any obvious short candidates of companies that you've seen over in Sudan? Yeah, that's a good question. I think, you know, um, McDonald's, for one, they're trying to open up here, but Wendy's has pretty much got it covered since we have the one, Wendy's has, you know, they have one restaurant in, in South Sudan, but they, that's pretty much, I think they're dominating because they're in the parliament. You know, what else, where can McDonald's open? So I would short McDonald's, um, number one. You know, my, my other big shorts, um, well, this is not just Sudan, but, um, you know, I'm basically, I'm short a bunch of companies. So um, like Apple, you know, I just, I don't think people want the internet on their phone. They just want their phone to make calls. So I just don't see the iPhone um, really doing that well. You know, I think people have overhyped it, so I'm, I'm short Apple. Um, I'm also short Microsoft. So I don't really think this personal computing thing is really going to take off um, like everyone thinks it is. It's kind of a fad. Um, so I'm short Microsoft as well. Not a very good company. Um, besides that, you know, uh, let me think. I'm. Uh, I guess those are those are my big two. Those are my big records. I'm short Netflix as well. I think people, you know, they're not just going to want to watch movies at home. They want to go to the theater. So I'm shorting Netflix for sure. I'm actually, I shorted Netflix at $11. Um, 
and I haven't checked the price in a while, but I'm I'm sure that's that's paying off. And I, I expect that to be a pretty profitable trade. As a financial guru, as a great investor, as a man of money, what is your favorite option? <clears throat> yeah, that's that's a good question. As you know, options are the safest value plays. Um in the stock market. So I, I personally, I like to do the uh, the TQQQ, the, the three times leveraged um, NASDAQ ETF. So I I basically just, you know, I open up like, okay, what's the, the furthest out of the money option I can get? And I just load up on those because they're cheap. So it's a good value play. Usually they're like two cents um, or, you know, two dollars a contract so it's a good value play because you're it's deep value really because you're getting it super cheap and it could go up a lot so i i recommend that for for most beginning investors it's a pretty it's a safe way to make good money huh i actually meant which option do you prefer on the wendy's value menu oh wow okay well i mean the value menu i Personally, I, I don't, like if I do the value menu, I need to get like 15 items. So there's not one item that'll do it for me. Um, usually what I do is I'll do like a sampler. Um, I'll actually, I'll go up to the Wendy's person and I'll say, I'll give them a, a, a die and I'll say, hey, roll this three times. And those are the three meals I'll get. So like if they roll a three, I'll, I'll get the number three um, and I'll have them roll two more times. People have frowned upon that during COVID, but I, I typically just force them to do it anyway. Um, I, I really don't care. I'll, I'll eat really anything uh, from Wendy's. Um, so yeah, sorry, I don't have a, a great answer for that one. Compare and contrast the pores of America versus Sudan. Y you know, I. Personally, I, I don't like to, to talk to the pores, um, as you know. So I don't know if I have many great insights. I mean, they're all they're all fairly gross. I avoid them. I, if I'm going to talk to someone, I ask, hey, are you poor? That's the first thing I ask. And if they are poor, no matter what country they're from, um, typically I'll throw something heavy at them, uh, like a letter opener. Um, whatever I have in my hand, like a, maybe the steak knife that I brought to Wendy's to, because I have to cut my burger uh, into pieces with a steak knife because I don't really have any teeth left. So I'll, I'll usually have a steak knife. I throw it at them and I just, I run. Um, I mean, I can't really run, but I, I walk away fast. So, you know, I think the big difference, um, you know, in the U.S., those people try to sue me when I do that. And it's just, it's stupid, but in Sudan they haven't really sued me for that, so that's nice. I I, I appreciate that they don't they don't try to sue me uh, for doing that here in Sudan. Now, what's the Yale Alumni Association like in Sudan? What's kind of the latest mixer you guys have had? Right. Well, I I actually threw one at at Wendy's. Um, so, well, as you know, I'm I went to Yale online class of 1946, right? And but before that, I went to Harvard class of 1937. So I actually tried to throw a, a 
mixer for both. I, you know, Harvard, Yale alumni. Um, and I was at the Wendy's here and no one showed up. Um, John Rich, we're so glad you're alive. We're so glad you joined us on the uh, podcast. We look forward to tumbling Twitter together and getting your 42 million, 42 million followers back. Yeah. Yeah, I, I appreciate that. Thanks so much for having me and letting me tell my, my amazing yet humble story. I mean, if you, I know I'm a hero, so just thank you for letting me, for letting me tell that story to everyone. Itchy bums or richy feet Rashes sprawled across your meat No more richy disappointment Creams, creams, ointment For those who are serious about rash relief